Blog Talk Radio. about it. We often talk about even 
when we look in Genesis, we talk about on the first day, this happened on the second day, on the third day, on the fourth day, on the fifth day, on the sixth day. Everything was made, but then on the seventh day, he rested. Well, how in the world could a big old God can make heaven and earth, human beings, all this? Let's just say if it took six days. If God, a big God, an almighty God can do all of those things within six days, then why in the world are we holding on to things for more than six days? Why in the world are we going to try to fix something that we're, even though we might have created a mess, but doesn't mean that we have to fix the mess? How about we be able to just forgive ourselves, relinquish any type of problems or any type of punishment we try to give ourselves, and we just give that to God. We let God help us, heal us, forgive us, but also, like I said, forgive ourselves and for us to be able to move on from the things that we might have had ourselves to become prisoner of. It's one thing because of me working in the jail. It's bad when a prisoner has the key and has the accessibility and the walking papers to walk free, but he still would have remained a prisoner. You think about it. It's matter of fact, I had this happen a few times. Um, there have been times that I have had to release the inmates, and they reluctantly left. Excuse me, they reluctantly, reluctantly left. We matter of fact, there have been many times I had to pick up an inmate. Me and my supervisor had to literally pick up an inmate. Get him out the building, set him on the side of a curb because he refused to leave. He had his paperwork. I'm the one that gave it to him. I gave him his paperwork. But he refused to leave. Sometimes some of the inmates have refused to leave because they were scared to face reality. Some of them did not want to go home because they were scared of what was at home, so they chose to stay at the jailhouse instead of going to their house. But you think about it. Those are inmates who, for some of them, they might be having a scary situation. When I say scary, that doesn't have to mean dangerous. But it could be pertaining to not knowing how to handle reality. And so what they did, they rather have held on to the past and over them to stay there to remain there, they would try to make jailhouse their residence. Well, let's look at it from this context. Now we are we are no longer prisoners. We're no longer prisoners of our own selves. And God has forgiven us. God has given us the walking papers. God has told us that, hey, I want you to have the abundant life or the better quality of life that I have for you. So with that being said, why in the world are we going to remain at a place that we shall no longer be? Jail is designed to be a holding place or a punishment. Why in the world are we willing to remain in a punishment state when God has said you're able to go free? Why in the world would we hold on? Why in the world would we even own up or confess to a charge that we no longer we're not even doing or we have not done? Why would you why would you take on a charge? Why would you confess or confess to a charge 
that you did not do. Think about it. There are some people, well, you know, there are some people, you know, they, they would rather take the rap for somebody else. But I want to tell you, God is telling you, you don't have to take the rap of your old self because God has given the old self and gave you a new self. But why are we still holding on to our old identity when God has given us a new identity? So that's why I want to come on here just to talk to us to let us know that God wants us to be able to move on from any past mistakes, any past hurts. God can heal us. God has healing accessible to us and for us. But he's asking us, do we want it? One of the things I found out, God would never go against our will. God would never do anything or give us something that we don't want. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to just acknowledge, you know what, this is something that I may have to ask God to help me with. This may be something that may be someone's struggle. This may be something that some people may be dealing with. Some people may be having a hard time in forgiving themselves. And one of the things I found out, thank the Lord, I found that there are some people, even in receiving God's forgiveness, feel the freedom the devil would try to still condemn them because they may have done something hard, harmful, or painful, and they feel like their forgiveness is based upon the feeling of hardness or feeling of some type of pain. If they've caused some pain in the past, they have to feel some type of pain in order for them to be free. They have to feel the equivalent or what type of pain that they gave, they have to feel some type of pain that was equivalent to what they dished out to others or even themselves. And God is telling you, no, you don't do that. You don't have to do it. Well, we don't understand salvation and not just accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, but for us to be able to receive the benefits of salvation. It's one thing for us to be free. Excuse me, it's one thing for us to be saved. But God wants to be saved and delivered. That's one of the key things that we have to remember. There are benefits of being a child of God. And so God wants you to know your spiritual rights as heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so for that one aspect, Whatever we have done in the past, whatever that we have made some bad decisions in, God has supplied grace and mercy for us to be able to learn from our mistakes, keep on moving. We can no longer drive forward while we look in the rearview mirror. That's one of the things that we often have said. The rearview mirror is much smaller than the front, uh, what's, what's called the, uh, the wind, windshield, the windshield. The front windshield is always going to be bigger than the rearview mirror. Why? Because your view of the front is much greater than your view of the back. Most of the time we make it, most of the time we're looking in our rearview mirror when we're driving. We're looking in our rearview mirrors we have to turn lanes 
And not only when we look at our rearview mirror, but we look at our side mirrors too. Also, just in case you may hear some sound, is to look at the rearview mirror to make sure if there's something coming up, you are aware. The rearview mirror is designed for you to be aware of your surroundings, but not focus on your surroundings because you still have a journey ahead. So if you use that same principle that you've done in driving into your life, then you can actually understand the importance of your purpose and assignment and your identity. So with that being said, if there's anything that you have faced that you're having a hard time forgiving yourself of, this is the time for you to give it to God. And I know we often say, you know, give it to God or what to do, but I want to tell you how to do it. What does giving it to God looks like? Now, just because those things may come up to you, that does not mean that you did not give it to God. Sometimes it may be a reminder you have to continuously give it to God. There are some things that it's okay for us to continue to talk to God about. You know, when you're passionate about something, you emphasize that. So look at your relationship with God just like a relationship with yourself. Most of the time we talk to ourselves. Well, don't you know God want to talk to you also? God want to talk to each and every one of us. God wants an intimate relationship with us. God wants to have that one-on-one with us. And so it's so important for us to be able to really acknowledge who we are in God in order for us to receive the purpose and plan that he has for us. So I want to encourage each and every one of you. Everything I say is not just pertaining to y'all, but also I tell myself too. I can't tell you how many times I talk to myself because a lot of times we look for people to be real with, to be transparent with, for us to be, if you want to say, vulnerable or expose the real us. And that's who God want to talk to. That's who God want to deal with. And it's okay for you to just open up and talk to God. God want, listen, God want to talk to you. Look, you're his child. You're his child. You're his daughter. You're his son. Look, he loves you. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to really comprehend God's love because we base God's love based upon people love or how people say they love us. But in actuality, they may be using us or they may hurt us. And some people don't even know the definition of what love is. Sometimes people may think love is just doing for somebody to fulfill your own need or your own, quote, unquote, uh, desire or identity. No. God's love is selfless. But some people love towards us is selfish. It may be some love that we may have towards others. It may be selfish. So God wants us to be able to understand what true love is, what love is and what love ain't. But understand, he wants to show you what love is. God loves us so much. We often talk about so God loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, his only unique son. But it's not just for us to die and go to heaven, but it's for us to live here, right here on earth. God wants to give us the abundant life. Abundant life meaning a better quality of life. So in other words, what you're dealing with right now, is it the quality of life that God really has for you? 
I mean, let's be real with it. Are you living the quality of life that God has for you? Some of us are living beneath the quality of life that God desires or requires of us. So if it's something that's unlike God, if it seems like your life is not measuring up to what God promised, then it's either something wrong with God, something wrong with his word, or something wrong with us. And I can guarantee 10 times out of 10, it's something wrong with us. Sometimes it might be our perspective. Sometimes it might be our view of God. Sometimes it might be our view of ourselves. So like I said, for us to no longer be punishing ourselves of the things that God has forgiven us for. So I want us to be able to really just evaluate what we're looking at in our life. What are the things that are going on in our life? Is it the quality of life that God has for us? Is it really the quality of life God has for us? Hmm. Something to think about. So in order for us to receive the quality of life for our future or even for our present, we have to be able to give up past hurt that past regret that unforgiveness that we may be holding on towards ourselves. And I know many times we have talked about the people who may have hurt us. We may have even put a face to our hurt or to our pain that we dealt with. And some of the people that we have dealt with have done some heinous things. But see, a lot of times we can overcome those things when we don't see them. And sometimes when we do see them, Sometimes it may take a process for us to be able to no longer allow that hurt to hurt. But what about that person you see every day in your mirror? What about that person you sleep with every night when you go to bed by yourself? That person, you can't can't avoid yourself. You can't run from yourself. I'm a living witness. I know how it feels to be able to avoid yourself. There were many times growing up I would avoid looking into that mirror and seeing that person in my mirror. Why? Because I did not like who I saw in the mirror. I was used to so much hurt that most of the time the person that hurt me was not the people not was not the person that was in my mirror. But I blamed the person that was in my mirror because I allowed those that were outside of my mirror to hurt the person that was within my mirror. So what I had to learn, the first thing, and I've shared this many times, but I've shared this again. One of the things that God dealt with me on, years ago, God told me, and this was actually after a relationship had ended. I, you know, those that know me, I, I love telling the person how I feel, showing my appreciation, all that stuff. And so after this relationship ended, God told me to look in the mirror and tell myself, I love you. Okay, now, like I said, I'm used to writing poetry and all this stuff. So it seemed like an easy task. But when I look in the mirror, and look, it's just three words, I love you. Okay. But when I looked in the mirror, that were words I could not say because I know myself. I know I never say anything I don't believe. I don't lie, 
and I'm not going to lie or cover up anything, and I'm not going to um, manipulate, and I'm not going to tell a half-truth. I've always believed in being a person of integrity, even towards myself. So when I look in that mirror, there may be somebody who may be able to, and what you call it, fake the funk. But when I looked in the mirror, I couldn't say I love you because those words I couldn't say to myself or I couldn't say to that person in that mirror because I couldn't believe what I was trying to say. And even when I tried to muster up to have the spirit to say it, I couldn't say it. Why? Because that person was speaking not from my mouth, but from my spirit, from my soul, and I couldn't say it. And so as I stayed in that mirror and just looked, tears were coming out of my eyes because I couldn't say it. Like I said, I was used to writing the poetry and all that stuff. But to look in that mirror and say it to that person that was in my mirror, I love you, how? Why would I say that when I don't believe it? I couldn't say it. And I began to start praying and looking in that mirror for 45 minutes between for the first time God told me to say it and prayed and all this stuff up until the courage, the strength to say it. I was able to say it, and you talking about in the, in the beginning, it was not a relief. It was the most yuckiest feeling. It was like taking castor oil with no peppermint. It was like eating cereal with no sugar, like taking Kool-Aid with no sugar. It was like eating something bland and sour at the same time. I couldn't see it. I did not know how to see it. So when I finally said, God told me to say it every day till I believed it. I'm like, now, wait a minute. Now, how in the world, I just had this struggle saying it, but you want me to say it every day? Say, yes. I want you to say it every day until you believe it. I want you to say it. Because you need to believe it. And as I began to say that, then he had me to take off. I was having a vacation coming up. And he told me to have a shut-in. He told me to have a shut-in, fast, pray, and seek him. Because he wanted to teach me how to become a healed man, no longer a hurt man. He wanted to teach me how to be able to look into that person that was looking at that person that was in my mirror and appreciate who God said he made good. And also, even we were speaking about this morning at Sunday school, when we talk about somebody, we're talking about God. Now, I'm not saying we are God, but we are God's creation. When we talk about somebody, we talk about God's creation. So when I say that I was ugly, when I said that I'm useless, I was talking about one of God's creation. And you know what? It made me realize that I was more than what I saw in the mirror. I was a person with purpose. I was a person with identity. Also, me being a child of God, understanding the importance of me as a human being, we as human beings are the only creatures that God created and living in two different worlds at the same time. And we have the Spirit of God. Those who are believers have the Spirit of God dwelling within them. So first, we have a spirit 
and then also we have God's spirit. Okay, so that helps me to understand, number one, the importance of humanity compared to all other creatures in creation, and also for human beings. Now, because of me being a believer of Jesus Christ, I have the indwelling spirit called the Holy Ghost living in me. Oh, so I am somebody important in spite of my mistakes, in, in spite of my past mistakes and past regrets. I am someone important. I am someone loved and to be loved. To be loved is not just pertaining to, you know, a young lady. Or, no, no, no. That also meant me loving myself. Me forgiving myself, like going to court, you pardon yourself of the mistakes of yourself. You give God that mistake, and he'll give you his grace, his mercy. And when God gave it to me, I had to learn to give it to myself. Hmm. So what God gave me, I had to accept that I needed to apply it to my life. Okay, that was something else. So as I began to really think about it, it let me know how much I was loved in spite of my mistakes, the mistakes of my past, the mistakes of my current, my present. But understand, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he shall direct our paths, meaning he will make our pathways straight. He will make every crooked path straight. You know, one of the prayers I had to start praying, God, what I make crooked, you make straight. The Bible tells us if we acknowledge him in all our ways, not only meaning if we acknowledge him before we do something, but even in the midst of a mistake, if we come to our senses like the prodigal son, he had to come to his senses when he was in the hall camp. If we, if we come to our senses and we acknowledge him right where we at, He's able to forgive us, cleanse us, make us whole, and get this, even if we have to deal with the consequences of bad choices, he will give us the grace and give us the strategy of how to deal with the consequences of our own mistakes. It's a no-brainer. And so, it's, you know, it's, it's easy for us to beat ourselves up. And we have, like I said, we have allowed ourselves to be a prisoner of our own selves. So that's why God wants us to know, you know what? You free. I, I want to free you. Not only free you is for getting you out now, but I want to teach you how to stay free. I want to teach you how to remain free. The Bible tells us one way for us to be free is to renew our mind. The Bible tells us be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed is a word that means metamorphosis. And one of the things I found out, metamorphosis, metamorphosis, that word means process. So process never has to do anything with time. Process has not does not have to do anything with time, but it has to do with the wheel. It has to do with the wheel. So it's like seeing a conveyor belt. When you see a conveyor belt, it's not governed by time. As long as that conveyor belt has the wheel or have a wheel in motion to keep things on cycle, it's going to continue. 
And that's how we have to think about pertaining to being transformed by the renewing of our mind. If you have the will to have your 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 mind transformed by God, He will give us the ability and the revelation that we need in the process of having our minds renewed. And in having our minds renewed, that also means not only knowing who He is, knowing who we are in Him in spite of who we were to him. Knowing who we are to him now, knowing who we are to ourselves now, you know, it's so important for us to be able to just be reminded, important, we are valuable, we are loved. God wants us to know that. God wants us to remember that. So it's important for you to recognize how important you are. And so when you think about moving forward and no longer looking back, look at what you dealt with in your past as a learned lesson. In other words, what did you learn from who you were that will help you to remain who you, not just who you are, but who you're becoming? See, one of the things I found out the devil is not worried about what he, what he can make you do. But he can make you do something one time or he may allow you to do something one time and you may regret it, apologize, never do it again. The devil is not worried about what he can make you do. He's more concerned about what he can make you become. If you become it, it's part of your character. It's part of your nature. So if you allow yourself to go ahead and just Forgive yourself and not look at what you did. Because, like I said, if the devil can make you become it and it's a part of your character, then that means you'll continue to have that same characteristic in that mindset until you yield yourself over to God and forgive yourself. Most people become who they hate, and they hate. And uh, they hate who they become because they don't forgive who hurt them. Most people don't forgive who hurt them. But what what we got to realize, most people, who they hate is who they become. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to forgive, not just forgive others, but we talk about forgiving others, which is very important. But we got to forgive ourselves. Because what we got to realize is when we hate someone, that means including ourselves. When we hate who we are, then sometimes that spirit linger over into other relationships and then destroy other relationships. And then what happens, that repeats the cycle. That's why there's so many, say like fathers, fathers is so important for us to forgive ourselves so that way we don't, we don't damage or hurt our children, and then they become who they hate, and they become who hurt them, which is us. So that's why it's so important for us to recognize, for us to recognize the importance of giving ourselves and moving on. It's so important. You deserve to be free. Like I said, most of the time, 
we have to put a name or a face on who hurt us as a target. And most of the time, many of us have a target with our face on earth. And so now God is trying to get all those posters of you with that poster, that face, your face that you have put on those posters. God trying to turn it up so you can move on. You no longer have to have a um, missing persons report because you have a you have a, a worn out like back um, back in the day on some of the cartoons they used to have uh, a reward a missing person you know a reward for this person being found dead or alive they just look they just want to they want to get their body they want to look here if you if they can catch them alive they're gonna kill them if they catch them dead they want to make sure that they're dead and so why have yourself uh, on one of them wanted, dead or alive, preferably dead. Now, God wants us to be able to be healed and hold from those things. And so this is the time for us to be able to uh, embrace the freedom that God has for us. Embrace that freedom for us to be able to understand that the love that God has for us, he loves us way beyond what we can love ourselves. So if God can help us to be able to be the man that God that he wants us to be, then how about we accept what he has for us? How about we accept it? Because like I said, he knows us way better than us. He knows us better than our own self. And so with that, this is the time for us to be able to really just embrace. Matter of fact, for those that are in America, we are less than four hours away from July 4th, which is Independence Day. But isn't it ironic that regardless if you celebrate Independence Day or not, this is the day of quote-unquote independence. Now, have you had an Independence Day yourself? Have you had a spiritual and emotional independence, or are you still dependent upon what hurt you or who hurt you? What if it's that person that's in your mirror? God wants you to receive independence from your past and from who you were and embrace who you are and who you're becoming. In other words, accept the identity of Jesus Christ. God loves you enough. He's Like I said, he sent his only begotten son for you. Listen here. This scripture that says, I knew you even when you were in your mother's womb. God knew you. God knows your hopes, your dreams. God knows you can be stubborn. God knows you can be complicated. God knows that you can be mouthy. <laughs> God knows that you can be a, a hellraiser. But God want you and want to heal you. God want to heal me. You know, and the funny thing about it, if we give it to God, think about it. If, if we give it to God, what do we lose? Nothing. We gain. We lose 
negativity, we lose blame, guilt. You know, why are we still holding on to it when we have everything to gain from him, everything positive to gain, and we only lose the things that are negative? Why hold on to it? You know, sometimes some people don't know what freedom looks like, what it feels like. Some people don't know what what being free is really all about. Matter of fact, I had an inmate some years ago. He was anticipating having his release date. He was already in prison, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was serving a 25-year, maybe 30-year sentence, and he was going to be getting out soon, like within a number of months. And he was dreading it. They were sharing with me that when he was getting, matter of fact, when he was out, before he got arrested, how you can go to the grocery stores and you have to push the front doors. Um, when he was, when he was, when he was out before he got, before he got arrested, there used to be a place called Blockbusters. When he was out in society, there was a place where he could actually go to. And, you know, enjoy. But being in society, after missing society for 30 years, because it seems like society changed every five years. So it changed six times. And I I don't remember if it was him or someone else, but there was someone that served around the same amount of time. And when they went to the grocery store, he no longer had to push it. It opened up by itself and it got scared and ran because he wasn't used to that. Not only him being free, but him being able to adapt to the current times instead of the past times. He was, he had to learn how to be, you know, read, to write, all these things. But God wants to teach us and show us how to be able to adapt to the newness of life that he has for us. So I want to encourage you, you don't have to be you don't have to be afraid of the new thing. You don't have to feel like you're inadequate. You're inadequate. You're not deserving of it. Whether it be honest with you, truth be told, none of us deserve a second, a third, or fourth chance from God. None of us deserve his grace and his mercy. None of us even deserve his salvation. But because his love for us, he gave it to us. So how about we receive it? Understand that you are someone loved. You are someone worth investing. God invested. God invested so much into you. It's time for us to be able to understand it and appreciate it and accept it. So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs, you know your concerns, you know everything that you're dealing with. The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us. He loves us. He has our best interest at heart. Yes, God has our best interest at heart. We no longer have to deal with the shame, the guilt, the blame. God wants us to relinquish everything to him 
and give it to him once and for all. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We ask for, first of all, God, to forgive us, God. There's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us and cleanse us and make us whole. God, we come to you right now, God. Ask you, God, to help us in every area of our lives right now. God, we need you. We trust you right now. So, God, you see every need. You see every concern. You see even our mistakes, God. God, we ask you to help us right now, God, to make peace with our past, most importantly, make peace with you, God. So, God, helping us to understand, God, that you love us, God. Help us, God, to put our trust in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us right now, God, to lean to you like never before right now, God. Consult you, God. Help us, God, to learn from our mistakes right now. In the name of Jesus, we remind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and we for the newness of life, God. We thank you, Lord, for another chance, God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, God, for loving us, God, beyond what we can love ourselves right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak it right now, God. God, those who are hurting, God, help them, God. Help them right now, God. You know every need, you know every concern right now, God. Those who may have made mistakes right now, God. Those who have made mistakes, God, that might have been costly, God. Help them, God, to forgive themselves and move on, God, with your power, your strength right now, God. Help them and give them that desire to lean to you right now, God. No, nothing that's uh, uh, nothing that's uh, harmful, God. Nothing that's synthetic, God. Nothing that's artificial, but God, for you, the real thing, God. Give, give us that desire, God, to seek you, God. Seek your message, seek your ways, seek your counsel right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God. Let you comfort those right now, God, who are grieving right now, God. God, you know them, God. You know what they're dealing with, God. So, God, we know, God, the universe and the work of this God. God, we know, God, if we lean and trust in you, even in our grief right now, God. God, I know, God, that you are a healer. I know, God, that you are a comforter, God. God, I thank you, God, even for you comforting others right now, God, even comforting myself, God. I thank you right now, God. God, I know, God. The same spirit that you did to comfort me, God, you can do it for them. So, God, we speak it right now, God. But you help them understand you show no respect of person right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. Even the Alexander family, we're holding them up right now, God. God, we speak that you comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, even as the family right now, God, get ready to eulogize their father right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you help them right now. Give them the strength, God. Give them the peace, God. Even provide for them, God. Whatever their needs are, God, bring provisions right now, God. In the name of Jesus, I'll be speaking right now, God. Those who may need a touch from you right now, God. Touch, God. Heal their bodies right now, God. Bring healing right now, God. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, all for these testimonies that's coming from this right now, God. God, we thank God for their purposes being revealed through this right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God. Your will, your perfect will being done in our lives right now. We speak it for strength, God. We speak it for courage. We speak it for boldness right now. We speak it for confidence right now. Spiritual confidence right now in you right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're nothing without you. We'll be in you right now, God. 
in the name of Jesus. So, God, thank you, Lord, for giving us our new identity and our new purpose right now, God. Help us, God, to see things as you see them right now, God. And help us, God, to hold on to that faith that you have given us right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, help us, God, not to waver, God. Help us not to get distracted right now, God. But help us, God, to stay focused and lean on you right now in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of you all who tuned in. Uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me on Facebook, um, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Um, you will see my daily devotions and also my videos on Facebook. Also, for those who uh, want to catch me on my website, you can go to brotherprater.com where you will see my daily devotions and also my videos and also my personal appearances. Also, um, if you go to the store section, I'm trying to find it. If you go to the store section, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. I have it somewhere around here. <laughs> but uh, A Few Good Men was written to inform me and their needs and their responsibilities for their children or even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, this is one of my books that just fell. Also, you can purchase my other book. Uh, the Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, Love Beyond Life. This book is talking about uh, the relationship I had with my sister. Unfortunately, my sister was killed um, during a domestic violence relationship. And, you know, um, they, uh, this is something that I have to live with for the rest of my life. Um, each day, each day, you know, God promised to be with us. There are days that may be Easy there are days that may be challenging, but one thing about it, God will never leave nor forsake us. So in the midst of my grieving, I'm still grieving, but even in the midst of my grieving, it's not my responsibility to grieve alone. It's God's responsibility to help me and to sustain me. So that's what I want to convey to you. Whatever you're dealing with, it ain't your responsibility to deal with it alone. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, trust him and obey him. Give him that responsibility instead of you. So I want to encourage you all, just in case, like I said, I'm open to talk to anyone. The main thing of it is I'm a firm believer in the power and the working of Jesus Christ. Anything outside of the power of Jesus Christ ain't going to work. Anything outside of the perfect will of God, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be permanent. It may be temporary, it may not be nowhere, but the key thing of it is for us to trust God and allow him to take care of what he said he wants to take care of us. So anything pertaining to us, we're God's responsibility, like the group, God's property will, God's property will, God's children. And that's not anything uh, uh, demeaning or anything like that. No, if we're God's responsibility, hey, look at God, I'm your responsibility, I need you to take care of me. And that's, 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 what trust is pertaining to God. That's what trusting God is all about. So with that being said, I thank each and every one who tuned in. I appreciate you all so, so, so dearly. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.